This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show with, of course, the uh, the Chelsea legend himself, Mr. Kerry Dixon. How are you, mate? You all right? Yes, I'm fine, thanks, considering uh, everything at the moment, David. A mm. um, little bit concerned about our football club, but never mind. Uh, we'll talk and discuss all the points, uh, whether they be good or bad. Yeah, we will indeed. At the moment, uh, more negatives, I dare say, but uh, there you go. Well, that is that is true. There seems to be uh, a lot of negativity kicking around our beloved club at the moment, but there you go. Um, before we kick off for real, uh, I should I should mention, of course, that the Kerry Dixon Show is in association with ChelseaFan12.com, the home of the 12th man, the fan. Uh, do check their fantastic website out. Uh, it's got loads and loads of memorabilia, signed stuff, shirts, boots, you name it, photographs, uh of the likes of Kerry, Bobby Tambling, Frank Lampard, and uh, a lot of the current squad as well. It's it's well worth looking. Apart from that, they've got lots of news on there and videos, including the Chopper and Chivs uh, video that they record at the Butcher's Hook after every home game. Well worth a watch that. Uh, and you can follow them uh, on uh, Twitter, at Fan12Chelsea. Now, Kerry and I need to really uh, kind of start off with what happened uh, last Sunday uh, against West Ham. I, I have to say, Kerry, it was a really horrible, miserable, wet day. I mean, I, I wandered around after the game. I thought I'd got trench foot. There was so much bloody water everywhere. Um, but, of course, the first thing on every th- everybody's mind... I mean, it's really interesting, actually. So, well, I, you know, I, I was there quite early, and, you know, the football seemed to be secondary in a way because it was really all about the tribute to Ray Wilkins, which I thought was was, you know, very well done great banners at, at the Matthew Harding and, and the Shed End. Uh, and, and in a sense, the football was secondary, wasn't it? Yes, uh, you know, uh, it was a wonderful sort of send-off for Ray. It was kind of like hoping that the boys could do it for him um, on the pitch and give it, make it the perfect day. Um, but everyone else did their bit, I have to say. And it was mm. nice to see um, Cesar Azpilicueta actually d- dedicating his yes. um, effort to Ray. That was a lovely touch. Yeah. It meant that it, you know that 
it was on the players' minds, um, whether they could actually do it or not on the field and, and get the win, which uh, hopefully would have sealed a perfect day. It wasn't the case, but uh, it, it was a lovely touch. Um, sadly, we still are struggling and losing points and still not quite what we hoped it would be this season. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting, actually, wasn't it? Because... Uh... Antonio Conte said after the match that, in a sense, that that the you know the match actually encapsulated uh, a lot of the issues that we've suffered this season. I mean, predominantly creating a lot of chances, but failing to actually kill teams off, which of course always leaves you vulnerable, doesn't it? And that's exactly what happened. Well, yeah, you say that uh, killing teams off. We, it's a bit like, yeah, the season has been what it's been, and you know. In a, in, a, in a blame culture of a world that we live in, where someone's got to carry the can, ultimately it'll probably be the manager. Um, I've always said it's a, probably a bit of everything. Only the people behind the scenes really know what's going on as regards whatever. Uh, but we have come up short on the pitch. And, uh, you know, we knew West Ham would come and, and battle and try and raise something. Um, we were the best, top, best side, I felt, in the first half. We got our goal and we probably could have, you know, put the game to rest, uh, given a degree of luck. But they fought back and uh, they got their equaliser. And, you know, um, some would argue it was a point they deserved. But I think the, the, the real issue is, uh, is what's happening at Chelsea, mm-hmm. you know, generally. Because, you know, West Ham at home, we should win the game. Yeah. I think there's a stat that people were saying, I think they haven't won at Stamford Bridge in so many years, 18, 15 or something like that. Everyone pulls a stat out of nowhere these days. But the thing is, it is a game we should win um, based on you know, what we are as a club and what we're trying to achieve and, you know, where West Ham are as a club and that's no disrespect to them and, and, and what they're trying to achieve, which is, you know, not be relegated this season. So it should have been a win for Chelsea, but and, but it wasn't. And, you know, that pretty much sums it up. Mm-hmm. Um, where we begin, why, how we dissect it, you know, you do it this week, you do it next week, you do it the week after, but I do, I do sense a general apathy um, around the place and I do... I do sense a feeling of um, let's just see the season out. Um, we have got an FA Cup final. I'm sure they are, are aware of it. It's just the, the feeling of, well, whatever. And it's sort of like a resolution to people. Let's, let's face it, I think the manager is, is, gives off by body language and he hasn't come out and said that he, he's resigned to certain issues. No one knows. And maybe I'm talking wrong, but... It's just the way it is. There's no crowd surfing. There's no exuberance. There's no smiling. There's no high-fiving. There's no laughing. And I think it comes through on the pitch, I have mm, to say. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we've been, been saying that for a while. That I mean, you know, at the end of the day... I mean, we've talked a lot, actually, about the fact there seems to be a lack of, of, of leaders in the team. But, uh, you know, ultimately, the leader is supposed to be the manager. And, you know, you, you take your cue from the leader. So I think I think there may be some an element of truth in what you're saying there. I mean, it's quite interesting, because obviously we, we were debating it on the on the fan cast on Monday, you know, whether the biggest problem we've got is is not actually having strikers who can you know, finish it off, score from the... Because we do create a lot of chances, but we don't seem to be able to put the ball in the back of that. And I heard Cundy, uh, the wonderful Jason Cundy on TalkSport this week, and he, he was saying that he thinks that there's a bit of a soft underbelly there, you know, particularly in midfield, that we just don't have enough bite and aggression, uh, which, I, you know, sounds like a similar thing to what you're saying, really. Well, I don't know about bite and aggression. I mean, everyone thinks something's got a kicker in midfield. That's the answer. Um... I don't necessarily buy that. I'm a and uh, people, and, and listen, uh, 
Ungolo Kante, you know, people talk about the best in the world in his position two years ago and even last season. So, you know, they don't all of a sudden become lack of body. No. We have defensive-minded players and that's what they are. Uh, we have Fabregas and, you know, maybe going over the top. I still like the bloke as a creative player and I think there's a place for him somewhere. But um, I, I, it's not a soft underbelly. You know, that, 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 that's not quite right. We're a team sitting in fifth. You know, we've beaten, uh, we've beaten the top side well some of the top sides this season and we've lost to some of the poorer sides this season and the consistency and it's something missing. I think it's not soft under it. It's a, it's, we've, Jason should know that we've been in these clubs and been in these dressing rooms whereby good players who don't become bad overnight have a, have a dejection that don't find something because of what they feel is going on in the club. It's not totally a happy camp, a few dissenters here and there. And, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't work. A happy camp and everything going the right way and people smiling and happy leads to success on the field. If good players are, you know, being picked and performing. And, you know, we've got good players, um, but, but they're not producing their best. It's if it's if it's hit and miss. I, I said about Eden Hazard last week, you know, again, a nondescript performance. It, it, one or two flashes, but not really enough. William looks okay, does quite well. Pedro looks okay, does quite well. Morata is flattered to deceive for me. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I told you so, but I told you so. So there you are. <laughs> Fair um, enough. <laughs> um, yeah, well, anyone who wants to listen and who doubted me at the start, I, I told you so. You yeah, know, you I look back indeed. at some of the stats. Someone said, yeah, for two years at Real, two years at Real Madrid, he scored something like 20, yeah. 27 goals. I mean, that works out. Let's say 27 goals in Real Madrid. That's 13 goals, 14 goals a season. Mm. You know, £60 million worth is not enough. You know, he's come up short as far as I'm concerned. So there's one, there's something for you. And, you know, you say we don't score goals. You know, all the top sides, Harry Kane, 30-odd goals, Aguero, uh, you know, they've all got Lukaku. We haven't got them. And and we've lost the goals from Frank in, in recent times. Midfield is not going to supply. Golo Kante, Bakayaka, they're not going to get any goals for you. It's looking at the front three of William Hazard to chip in. Um, it hasn't happened. Hazard, I think, is at least equal score. I think. I'm not, yeah, not quite sure yeah. the stats and days it changes. So it's nowhere near good enough in terms of going forward. Mm. Um, defensively, we're suspect at times as well, and everyone feels like they can possibly get a goal against us. Yeah, yeah, so but... we're three players changed, and we're a mile off the champions for three players changed and three players in. Yeah, uh, well, I can't, I can't argue, can't argue with any of that. I mean, the only, the only other thing I would add to that is, is, is perhaps you know we, we do, you know, and I think you, you, I mean, you know, okay, I agree. Some of the players have been disappointing, but they're not, they're not all bad players. In fact, I think we've got some really good individuals. But I, I, I think the key maybe is that I don't really see them playing very much as a team at the moment. No, I agree. Um, listen, uh, on hindsight, everyone, everyone the benefit of it all. People make key decisions. Uh, David Luiz has been left out of the side. You know, Andreas Christensen, I said last week, coming in, you know, whatever people want to say, young man trying to wake his trade, and one or two mistakes, but David Luiz, you know, someone decided somewhere that he's not going to play no more, except in a, you know, the League Cup or something here and then. That looks to me, in hindsight, as a poor decision now. I, you know, that's, it may be, no one's ever explained as to why, and so on, maybe when Luiz, or if he Louis, uh, leaves the club, it might be explained. He's not had a look at it. He's played a few games. He's part of the championship winning side. Um, Gary Cale um, was fundamentally part of it. Whether people believe he should be in or shouldn't be in, he was fundamentally part of it. He's been changed. Um, things have changed slightly. And 
the champions are Matic for Bakayoko. That hasn't quite worked out because uh, Bakayoko is, is, is not a Matic or he's not the, the finished article. And I'm not saying there's not room for improvement there, but he's not the finished article um, in terms of the Premier League. That, that's the way I see it. There's room for improvement, and I'm sure he will improve. Um, you look at the, the replacement on the Rassico and Nuno Costa, and you know you, you look at that situation. So there's a, there's another uh, a wrong one, if you like. On the face, in, in the long term, it might be, but Costa's still scoring goals at Atletico. Um, you know, he's, he's never been ultra modern, uh, uh, getting loads of goals. He's not uh, overly consistent, but he'll get you 25, and he's a good player. And then Matt is a good player, but he's not going to get the 30 goals. Whoever thought he was is going to replace him. It's a wrong decision. Mm. Simple as that. And we haven't made the replacement. The, the replacements are not up to scratch. And players have been moved out, and the team that was champions and a happy ship has turned into a team that no one can predict the score. Uh, you know, uh, any score is turned into one of them. Yeah. Any score against any team in the Premier League, you can predict it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, ultimately, we know, you know, it's the manager that will, will carry the can. And it, it, well, I mean, we don't know what's going on, but the presumption is, is that he'll be off at the end of the season one way or another. But, uh, you know, there's a sense to me that, um, that there may be quite a few players uh, leaving as well, actually, for one reason or another. But, I mean, ultimately, Kerry, do you think that's what we need to change things around, a real shake-up? I don't know the answers. Um, um, you know, Roman cannot be blamed for the way he is. He's given this club probably a billion pounds. Yeah. He's, given, he's put Chelsea where they are in terms of Europe. Um he will look at the infrastructure and he'll see so many trophies and all that managers have come and gone. It's costing money. Um, things have happened. Things haven't happened. Various managers uh, for right, for wrong decisions have made. Um, if he wants to, he'll continue and, and replace and find a manager and, and give him an amount of money to spend and the manager will do what he thinks. He might win the league, he might not. But I think there's a time somewhere along the line for a manager to start to plot a long-term uh, situation where, and for the club to actually look at a manager come what may this idea that we must compete and we, which I think we must and if a man's putting in a load of money yes he wants to compete but I think we start need to start looking long term and accept that if we don't win alright every game we don't challenge or we're not there not necessarily accept it because it's not acceptable but don't necessarily get rid of the manager not try and give him everything he wants because if he's not right and he can't do it, talk to him, deal, work together. And as a club, I'm sure we can come out with, with, with Roman's monies and buying power and the manager's acumen, depending if people believe in his acumen and his ability to turn sides into a positive side over a long period, then I think Chelsea can do it again. But at the moment, it seems that people are pulling in different directions. I think... Um, players have been brought in and I don't know who's got them in I don't know how they are or who's fitting in I mean has Ross Barkley been injured since he's been brought mm. I mean has he featured I mean I don't know um, Danny Drinkwater why do we buy him is it a squad player that plays he come out of Leicester he'll come for the money and play and he's not a bad player but why do we buy him <laughs> I don't know he hasn't played he hasn't you know he's just been there in part of the squad do we need to bolster the squad people haven't played um, I don't know what, what we're doing this season. Um, we needed to finish in the Champions League. That was obviously what is required. 
it's not going to happen. Um, we, we're playing Europa League and I hope we win it. And, then, you know, it'll be disappointing, but it's not the end of the world. It's still no. Chelsea Football Club. We'll still be here. Yeah. And we'll and the Euler supporters and we'll still look at the Europa League and we'll play and try and win it and have great times if, if we do win it. And, and then we'll be back again. Mm. But I think we've got to look for some longevity somewhere yeah. and look for a manager who's going to be here for a period of time and say, through thick or thin. And just be a little bit clearer somewhere as to where the players are coming from and, Maybe if it never happens, then it will continue being the way it is. Mm. Um, we'll win the league every now and again, and then we'll be disappointed. Managers will come and go, and the fans will stick by. Uh, that's we've, it, that's what it will be. And people like me will be saying the same things. But <laughs> it, it's just one of them. It's yeah. one of them moments. Yeah. I feel you know we, we get supposedly a good manager in. He comes in, wins the league. You know, you look back, Carlo Ancelotti does a double, don't get nothing late, he's gone. You look back at uh, Mourinho, comes in, wins the league second time around, and he's gone, you know, for various reasons, and everyone's got a different reason. Mm. Conte, I don't know the answers to it, oh. and, and I think no one no one can supply them. I think it's beyond the people that uh, talk and write these papers and do radio shows. I think it's uh, somewhere within. Yeah. And, uh, that's where it's going to have to be sorted out. I couldn't agree more. I mean, basically, Kerry, it sounds like we need a plan, really. Um, just final final thing on the whole kind of West Ham, you know, Chelsea-Conte thing. I mean, do you, do you think he'll stay? Do you think he'll stay and be given a chance to do what you're saying? Or do you think he'll be off? I, I don't know. I don't know the relationship mm. between Conte and other people. And mm. I don't know who's doing what behind. I know Michael Emanalo left the club and as I've said before I don't know he got slaughtered for everything but, you know poor old boy I don't know actually what he did he's called director of football I don't know what he did what he didn't do but every time we have a poor time Michael Emanalo was crap <laughs> he never got a mention the manager was great when we had a good time but he was still part of that he won a few trophies while he was here so is he good or is he crap yeah. but that's just the way people portray people um, he was part of a, a happy ship at times and he was the full guy when people didn't want to blame the manager. Um, this time there's no Michael Emanalo, so it's going to possibly be the manager. Yeah. Uh, but that, that's the way this club is. Um, will he stay? I have to say, less body language changes between now and the season. I, I think possibly not. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, people, people are writing stories in newspapers, mentioning names here, there, this one, Luis Enrique, and all sorts of names are being thrown about because of being thrown about because of body language and you know newspapers don't write stories about people coming and going if if there's no smoke you know yeah um i, I think there's a bit of smoke behind it if it turns into a fire it'll be gone yeah well no doubt we will find out in the fullness of time uh anyway it's time for a couple of quick uh, plugs for the old fan cast uh as you probably all know, I mean, Kerry was on the show last week, but uh, the Chelsea Fancast is doing a, a show, two-hour show on Friday nights between 7 o'clock and 9 p.m. on Love Sport Radio. And uh, we'll be doing exactly that this Friday. And uh, Jonathan, the wonderful Jonathan Kidd, and myself will be joined by none other than Paul Canners Cannibal. So how about that? So we'll be talking all things Chelsea. Uh, of course, the best thing about this show is that you can actually phone in and uh, join in the debate and uh, talk to us live. Uh, hopefully you phone up and ask Paul a few questions. He's, he's always good for a chat. Uh, the number to call is 0208 70 20 558. And uh, it's broadcast on 558 AM and on uh, 
all your digital audio, you know, DAB stations. You can also listen to it uh, on a phone through your app, which would be a radio player app or tune in. Uh, and of course, you can listen to it on the website, which is lovesportradio.com. Uh, and also, finally, a little bit of a pluggery for us, uh, the Football Blogging Awards, which, uh, of course, you may remember we, we won in 2012 and 2015 for Best Football Podcast. The voting for that closes on Sunday night. Well, the nominations, anyway. So uh, we do need your vote. We'd love to get your vote if you are so disposed. Uh, and we need you to vote for Chelsea Fancast's Best Football Podcast. Now, you can vote on Twitter. All you have to do is go to our Twitter page, at Chelsea Fancast, and you'll see the pinned tweet, which has a link that will automatically generate the tweet for you to vote. Alternatively, just go and tweet, I am voting in at the FBAS for at Chelsea Fancast in the category hashtag FBA podcast, hashtag FBAS. Or you can go to the website and then just go to the vote for us in the FBA's article and you can vote directly on that page. So there you go. So get voting, people. We need your votes and listen to the Love Sport Radio Show this Friday with me, Jonathan and Canners. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, we need to talk about Southampton, Kerry. Uh, both of our our old mates, really. You you played down there. I I come from near there, so it's a bit of a bit of a local grudge match for me. And I've got to be honest, mate. It, it's it's my favourite way of the season for precisely that reason. Trouble is, given our form this year, I mean, you know, I, I did a bit of research, and apparently, you know, our form this year would have us in fifteenth position currently, having won three, drawn two, and lost five. Uh, and as you said earlier, you know we we can't. It's it's impossible to predict what's going to happen with Chelsea, isn't it? In our with our form at the moment. Well, I saw the I saw the Arsenal game where Arsenal played Southampton recently. I mean, like this last weekend, and uh, they had a go. Um, you know, for whatever reason, they've been poor Southampton mm. this year, and I think serious danger of relegation. Yep. But um, they had a go at Arsenal, and 
you know, if they produce a similar sort of performance at home and the crowd actually get behind them, uh, who's to say? You know, Chelsea at the moment, you've got to believe, you know, I say it begrudgingly, but they're there for the taking for yeah. a team that really does have desire and, and you know, a little bit of ability and, and you know, really fight for it. Um, and of course, it's a prequel, if you like, for two weeks' time when we'll be going to Wembley, play, playing the same team. I mean, two games are always different, but um, whichever way you look at it, we beat them away, and so we should win at Wembley, or we beat them at home, or you didn't, they, go, they, they beat us. So they're, they're, people will always spin it round how they want to. It's going to be a tough game for us at the moment because I think every game is a tough game for us at the moment. Mm, yeah. um, there's no easy games, you know. Some teams you've, you're going to play have got better players than others, and that makes it slightly tougher. But Southampton will be if they have a go and play like they did against Arsenal. I think uh, it will be tough, but. I can say again, we've got we've got good players. If they turn up, I think we've got better players than them. Um, if you could ask me to predict the score, I'll, I'll go somewhere along the line of draw come 2-1 us. Mm. Um, that's what I'd be looking. I mean, in any normal circumstance, I'd say we should beat them. Yeah. You know, I'm looking, I'd be looking at 2 or 3-1. But I just, at the moment, can't realistically say anything what, what we're going to do. Chelsea on a going day, you know, can produce results. I don't know. I don't know. There's a shake-up going to be. Well, um, you know, you know yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, I was going to ask you about that actually, because you know, I think a lot of people before the West Ham game were, were quite surprised that that he hadn't really made any changes to the team. You know, he's been going with a team that have not, not actually been performing that well for a few weeks, and 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 I'm wondering whether he might, uh, you know, change things up in the selection. Uh, and if that's the case, Kerry, I mean, A, do you think he might change things? And B, you know, who would you drop and who would you bring in? If you drop someone, I mean, everyone would have seen him as a scapegoat and, you know, for recent results and so on. But and I'm not so sure that, you know, the like for likes will come in and be that much different. Mm. Uh, I, I really don't. Uh, I, I think the apathy is, is within. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, it's a general apathy. I don't think any particular player has played any worse than any other player, you know, um, if you last game, but if he wants to shake things up, he'll have to make a decision and move one or two, as you say. Um, I don't know where he feels. There isn't any particular area that is an alarming um, problem. I think it's generally a problem everywhere. Uh, where would I say? What would you do? I mean, you could go with Southampton. Do you go with two defensive midfield players to Southampton? Do you go and try and win the game? Or are you resigned not to lose in the game? Um, what's the mindset? Do you want to make sure you finish fifth? Do you think you can still challenge for fourth? All of these, basically, you've got to win every game. Uh, but if he's going to go and win the game, he'll pick what he sees to do best. You're basically saying Morata or Giroud, take your pick. Um, and then any any of the smaller Hazard definitely plays, is our best player as far as I'm concerned. William, I'd still say definitely plays. Um you know, because of what he can produce. But if you put Pedro in, it wouldn't be a lot of difference. Would you take Moses or Alonso out and put put in uh, Zappa Costa? Not, not, not an awful lot of difference, but I, I don't think. I, I don't know, mate, is the answer. Yeah. Um, our team will... It, it's not each any individual player. You've already said we've got good players. Mm. Um, it, it's the mindset and how they whether they turn up and what, what they're given. Mm. I'll tell you what would happen. And, I, and I'm not advocating this at all, but the crowd can play a big part because... There comes a time when they can let the players know and all of a sudden it does get to them if I think they can continue to meander around and produce performances that aren't quite up to scratch. 
they've got to start producing. They're wearing the shirt and the, the crowd should let them know as far as I'm concerned. Mm. You know, it's all very well everyone saying, let's support the club, support the club. And I agree, I'm sure they support the club. But something's got to give somewhere. There's, something's got to give. Yeah. And uh, that's why I see it. Yeah, interesting. I mean, uh, to be honest, mate, you know, it's an away match. So, you know, come rain or shine or whatever, they'll get good support because... I think the away the away supporters are, are, are fantastic for Chelsea, as, as you well know. And uh, I mean, you know, I've not made many aways this year, so I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Always a top day you down. Got far to travel anyway. Well, actually, do you know what, Kerry? Ironically, I do because I'm in London on Friday night oh. doing the doing the radio oh. show. So I'm booked on the eight thirty train. Yeah. No, I'll be all right. I'll have a few tins on the train on the way down. I'll be all right. Um, it's interesting actually because there, there is quite a big Chelsea connection with Southampton at the moment. Obviously, we've got Ryan, but you know Ryan Bertrand was one of ours. Uh, what's his name? Romy at Romeo. He used to play for us as well. Of course, Mark Hughes and uh, Eddie Eddie Nizvecki are, are both there on the coaching side. Um, I mean, he's an old mate of yours, isn't he, Eddie? Eddie's a great friend of mine, yeah. very good lad, and uh, you know, one of the best keepers I ever saw or yeah. played with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and Sparky did well for us. Yes, he's got a good connection. Um, it, you know, he'll try and stoke up that side, but I don't know whether you know they're good enough to beat us, as I say. But you know, they'll they'll do their best and. They've got one or two players, you know, Shane Long, you know, he's capable of a goal. Charlie um, Austin as well. Yeah, he's capable of a goal. They've got a few. Yeah. But yeah, but you, you look at what you've named and they're not a hazard. They're not a I mean, Maratta is a room. Come on, we should no, beat these exactly. people. You know, we should beat this team. Yeah. And uh you know, if you could ask me at the end, I'm gonna plump for two one I I can't even get it out now. Say, oh, get it out now, good. Kerry. Absolutely. Two, two one us. Two one us by hook or by crook. You know. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, poor old Husey. I think he's going to have a tough job keeping them up because I mean they're 18th at the moment. Although they're, I think they've still got a chance of staying up. But their forms, they've won one, drawn five, lost four of their last ten, so it doesn't look good. I think the last thing, really, Kerry, because obviously we've got them again next week in the in the FA Cup semi final. I mean, do you, do you think what happens on on Saturday will have any bearing on that? Slightly. And if someone has a nightmare, they won't be playing for a start. I mm. mean, if it, you know, uh, if someone, you know, you, you should be playing for your places. The FA Cup final is, is worth something to us. It's worth something to the supporters. And it'd give us a little uh, something at the end of the season. Um, you know, and we, we as supporters uh, can live with that, you know. Um, we need to win the league games, of course. And uh, we need to beat Southampton in the Cup. Will it have a bearing? No, because the two games are different. It will be different. It'll be at Wembley. It'll be a different thing. And it'll be who plays well on the day again. But uh, in both games, I think Chelsea have got better players. That's the way I'll see it. Well, I think Chelsea should win both games. Well, the the reality is, mate, as you you pointed out quite rightly, at the end of the day, Chelsea are in fifth place, Southampton are in in 18th, and there's a reason for that. So, you know, we we should go into this game expecting to win it, frankly. And uh, I very much hope that we do. And I, I'll, I'll go with you for the old 2-1, actually. I mean, God, Lord knows what will happen. That's the trouble with Chelsea at the moment. But uh, 2-1, <laughs> 2-1 would suit me. And a good, a, good, uh, a good day out with all the Chelsea away lot, which, uh, as I said, I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, mate, uh, we'll, we will reconvene next week uh, when hopefully we'll be discussing how we beat Southampton and looking forward to beating them again at the FA Cup semi-final. Big, big couple of weeks yeah, coming up. Let's hope so. Let's hope that is the case, and uh, you know, positive end to the season. You know, if nothing else, it's, it's it. let's just say it be one of them. Let's finish it on a high, and uh, with, with with the FA Cup uh, going back to Stamford Bridge, and a decent end, but you know, disappointing season overall.
Yeah, yeah, but like you said, you know, win the FA Cup and uh, it won't be quite as bad as we as, as we think it's been, really, I think. It's, it's always nice to win a trophy and we do love the FA Cup. So let's hope the players get themselves together for that. Mate, you and I will speak next week. I look forward to that, but uh, enjoy the weekend and uh, we'll catch up next week. Cheers, Dave. Thanks very much. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.